You're listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number 21. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Hey guys, welcome back to episode number 21. We're going to talk today about how to get your kids excited about reading. Yes, and the reluctant reader. Mm-hmm. What to do with mm-hmm. the reluctant reader? Yeah. You throw them out. Just kidding. Just throw them out. <laughs> <laughs> do any of you guys have reluctant readers? I'm sure that they exist. They're out there. We've all had them in our families. Mm-hmm. We, we both. There's not more yeah. than two of us. We've both had them in our families. And so we're going to talk through some of the things we've done to help. Yes. And then I was, uh, we were talking right before I laughed because my reluctant readers are now the ones who never are out of books. And so books are a privilege now in my home. My 12 year old was pretty much (laughs) crying this morning that I couldn't take her to the library to find something to read. But there wasn't time because I had to come do this, but she was very upset with me, but I have nothing to read. So yes, they get to that point where they can't get enough of it. And so, yeah, we want to share with you how we did that with our kids. Yeah, it's trickery. It's magic. You know, I was at a book club the other day with some friends and they're not homeschool moms. And I think as homeschoolers, you learn some of these tricks to help your kids be better readers and to love it more, but they hadn't done these things. And so we were talking about it and they were all saying that their kids did not like reading very much and they had to kind of force them to read and I was listening to that, and I just couldn't relate. <laughs> I didn't understand, and I was like, but, but my kids won't stop. And they all just sort of looked at me like, huh. Like none of them could relate to me, and yeah. it was the funniest thing. I, I, It was a funny conversation for me. So I do think that the way – the reading to your kids often and doing these things that we're going to talk about really help and really make a big difference. They make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Um, When I started homeschooling, my oldest had done a year of private school. He did kindergarten and he couldn't read to save his life. Mm -hmm. So he had, he didn't like it. It was awkward because he couldn't do it. Yeah. So I got to start right from the beginning with a reluctant reader because it wasn't making sense to him. Yeah. And we took that whole first year and we just broke it down and played games. We played phonic games. Um, I think it's called Happy Phonics. I did that too. That's okay. what I did with my second. Yes, yes I've I was going to mention all that. my kids. It's so good. Um, Happy Phonics, and they're based out of Utah, and it's mm-hmm. just a cute mom and her homeschool family. The cutest little games of like SH says shh and then mm-hmm. shh. shh. Yeah. But anyway, like that's probably confusing over microphone, <laughs> but uh, just little phonics teams and phonics games and just got him really into it. And by fourth grade, he read the Odyssey. Oh, wow. Wow. And he is my <laughs> biggest reader. Awesome. Like he is crazy in two books now. And so, so it was great. just not putting pressure on him, mm-hmm. not saying, oh, you should be here or teasing or anything like that, which is I'm a teaser, but I wouldn't ever tease about yeah. this stuff. Um, and just kind of going at his own pace. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing to remember. My second daughter, my second child, my daughter <laughs> was that way also where she, she really struggled. It was, she was probably seven before she was comfortably reading easy books, you know, just starting out. And, but now she is a voracious reader and you can't stop her basically. Yeah. So yeah, it happens. Sometimes it takes longer for some kids. And, and I've shared before my oldest was reading at age three, which is also not typical. So it was kind of both ends of the spectrum for me. And I was a little confused with my second yeah. child of what to do. What did I do wrong? Right, right. I don't know what happened with her. She's totally fine. And she turned out okay. 
Yeah. So I think the big thing is to relax because mm-hmm. everyone reads on their own time frame. Mm-hmm. And so um, we talked before when I was growing up, the only book I'd really ever read was Ramona and Megan the Klutz because it had my name in it. Um, <laughs> and I didn't read until being married a few years. Mm-hmm. And so and now I have five books that I'm reading right now. And they are all marked up with notes and little tabs. And I've always got a big old stack of things. Yes. I've got a fiction and a nonfiction and a kid book that I'm reading to keep up with what my kids want me to read. And I've always got a big stack too. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big reader. I've always been a big reader too, though. It's just always, I've always loved it. But as I got older and started homeschooling, I kind of changed the type of books that I read. <laughs> so they're a little more, quality. yeah, better quality, more substance. So that's so changed a lot. what do you do with a kid who can read but doesn't want to or says reading is stupid? So we have done a whole episode on read alouds. And yes. I think this is the key for all of it, really. Start reading to your kids as young as they will let you and just read to them a lot all the time. Um, all kinds of books start with really good, fun picture books, board books, things that they can hold and not be worried about ripping when they're tiny and just always read to them. Make it a part of your culture. I read to my kids every single day, every single day, no matter what. And it's just really a part of our family culture and routine and let them pick the books they love and just do it often and regularly and make it a fun thing, an enjoyable experience. Good books, things yeah. they love, things that make you laugh, things that make you cry because they're fun and emotional, whatever it is. Just read a lot. Yes. Well, so what I do, part of my trickery is I start with what I affectionately call garbage blarbage mm-hmm. books because they're not high quality, but they're easy reading and yeah. they're fun. So this would be the category of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants. Yeah, we've done those. Uh, We didn't do those ones. Fairy Diaries. (laughs) Isn't that what what it's called? It's the the rainbow fairy magic ones. Yes. Oh, yes. We've read all of those. So what I do is I hook them. Mm -hmm. And so it's like they're afraid of food, so I give them chocolate cake, and then I switch it out for carrots, right? Mm -hmm. So they're like, yeah, I don't really like reading. I'm like, that's fine. And then just casually leave these books out. Yeah. They get hooked on my garbage blarbage books. And then once they realize they love reading and I can, can start, start sneaking in things a little harder. Yes. And yeah. then those books magically start disappearing. Oh, where did they go? <laughs> I don't know. I can't find them. But like once I get them hooked, <laughs> then I can get them to try better quality mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. And then like I've had them hooked. They yeah. just, they thought they didn't like reading. And so once I trick them. I've done the same. <laughs> yeah, we've done that also. And it really does help to let them just find something that they can read comfortably and that's just fun for them and light and not a lot of pressure or stress as they're reading, like figuring out what the words mean, but just easy to read. And a trick that I have that I love. (laughs) We're like, this is how we trick our kids. (laughs) It is. It's trickery. No, this works really well. And I've done this many, many, many a time. If there's a book you want your child to read, if you're saying you will love this book, but they're refusing to read it, here's what I do. So open it up and just say, well, let me just read you a couple chapters and let's just see what you think. So I'll start reading to them and we'll read a chapter and we'll read a second chapter usually. And I'll leave it on a good cliffhanger <laughs> where they just cannot stand that you won't keep reading and just yeah. put it away. And then they're like, well, that's not fair. You have to keep reading it. By that point, they're hooked and they really want to know what's coming next. And almost off, almost every single time they will steal the book and take it to their <laughs> room and finish reading it on their own. 
And then my trick works. And I do it on purpose, but I don't tell my kids this. But I do it all the time. Because my oldest would do this pretty much every time. I'm like, read this book. And he would refuse. That doesn't look fun, Mom. Just read it. Please just read it. No, that doesn't look fun. Okay, then I'll just read it to you. And so I'll start reading and then he ends up finishing it. Yeah, it works pretty much every time. That's funny. There are, have been times where read-alouds were really good, and I've had to hide them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they've tried to sneak a read. Yeah. yeah, I don't do – I mean, if there's read-aloud books, I make them wait. But yeah. there are certain books that I really just want them to read on their own. I think it's good, too, and I've noticed this as we – I talked to when we did our read-aloud recommendations, mm-hmm. and I talked about The Green Ember. Yeah. And my um, one of my kids was like, this looks so stupid. It's a book about <laughs> bunnies. Right. And, like, this is so lame. And we only were able to read book three because book four is not written. And uh, he's had a hard time transitioning to another read aloud oh, book yeah. because he was like, I love the green ember. And it was so funny because it was this morning. My daughter said, as we got out the new book to read, he goes, oh, this looks stupid. And she goes, you said the same thing about green. What are you ember. reading this time? We're actually never read aloud a little house on the prairie. <sighs> So good. And so I actually didn't want to, I have such a book problem. I'm like, I got to read everything from my own bookcase. And as I was scanning, I have almost read all of them. Wow. That's impressive. And so I thought, well, only one of my kids has read mm-hmm. uh, Little House on the Prairie. And she said, I love it so much. You can use it as a read aloud. Oh, that's great. So he angrily sat through read aloud with a blanket over his head. And it's <laughs> funny because I just read the chapters were kind of long, like uh-huh. 25 they are pages. Long. So I just read 12 pages today. And I said, okay, we'll just end there. And like, whatever, you can totally be mad. And he gets hooked every stinking mm-hmm. time. It works. It and works. he leaves books everywhere through the house because he's always reading mm-hmm. them. He's funny. He's always thinks he hates every book. So I just am patient mm-hmm. and I don't make a big fuss, but they, they already know like that's the culture we've created. When it's read aloud yeah. time, you sit there yeah. and you can draw and you can do little things, but you are there for read aloud. Mm-hmm. So today was with a blanket over his head to show me his <laughs> defiance. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's still listening. You can he's hear through a blanket. And every other book, I'm like, he's just guarantees he's going to hate it. But he ends up getting completely That's hooked. funny. We often do um, audio books in the car, too, where we're driving somewhere longer distance and we just pop in a book. And, and I'll do books like that, too, that are um, maybe ones that they, they wouldn't have necessarily chosen themselves, but good classics that I want them to hear. And they have no choice because they're strapped <laughs> into their seatbelt listening in the car. And it's the same thing. They always end up, oh, don't turn it off yet. Don't turn it off yet. And they're so excited to come back in and hear what happens next. Um, we also, I like to, and I only do it maybe about once a week or maybe once every other week. It was, is that I love to buy new picture books mm-hmm. and uh, we do read and feed. <laughs> I've uh, talked about yeah. that. Yes. And so that's where we've done some of the silly picture books of circumference and mm-hmm. um, just, I can't even remember the last one we've done. The summer I haven't been as good with it because we are out playing in the yard. But definitely cool. through the school year. Yeah, <laughs> definitely through the school year I'm doing that. And I'm just getting them hooked on these very fun and lighthearted, like reading yeah. is great. And it's it's all part of my master plan of having <laughs> them love. No, books. picture books are just as fun and engaging as chapter books, especially, you know, for your younger ones. But the bigger kids love them, too. There's If it's they a well-written picture book, everyone's just going to enjoy it. Where the artwork it. is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was even one, and it was, I mean, it was a cute story, and it was about a caterpillar, not um, the caterpillar that eats through Not the hungry the caterpillar. Not the hungry caterpillar, but another caterpillar. And I do the worst voices ever. <laughs> 
And so it's so funny. My daughter will still quote the Caterpillar book. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it. Because my voice was so terrible with it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and so it's just like we're creating fun memories you are, with you books. Do. And um, like, so that was my older daughter, who's almost 15, who will sneak in for these mm-hmm. read and feeds. Mm-hmm. That, it sounds that. like they're little wild animals, read and feed. But they kind of are, but I love them. It's great. No, but I really think it's about the culture that you create. And also... Um, being an example to your kids. We both said that we read a lot. And when your kids are seeing you reading and enjoying the reading time that you get and making it a priority, they're going to see that it's that it's a good thing and that they should as well. And um, one thing I asked my 12-year-old, she, she was the one that struggled to learn to read, what really got her excited about reading. And she said it was reading Harry Potter. And she said when she when she could finally read Harry Potter, she was so excited because everyone was talking about it and everybody had read it. And so she wanted to, and it was hard for her. It took her a really long time to get through the series because they're such big books. And But once she got going in them, she said, I was hooked and I just needed more of the story and I couldn't put it down. And so I loved that. And I think that's the case with any really good series. Once they get hooked and they get into the story, they're going to just love it and want to keep going. Yeah, I think a good thing, too, to remember is if you're trying all these things and your kid's turning 10, 11, 12, and they're maybe still not getting it, that maybe thinking, like, do their eyes need to get checked? Yeah, yeah. Is dyslexia an issue? Um, But maybe looking a little bit more into a reluctant attitude Mm -hmm. if something is physically off. Definitely. And so if the words are blurry or jumbled, um, it's not going to be fun. And so if you... um, or kind of have that gut feeling that something could be off, then don't feel bad if you go and get him checked. I know we had a friend whose boy wasn't reading and he Mm -hmm. turned out he was dyslexic. Yeah. And it took a big pressure off of him too, because he didn't know, like, I don't know why I can't read. And uh, when he found out he was dyslexic, it was a huge weight off his shoulders as well. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, everybody else can read and I can't. And that took a huge weight off his own shoulders. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that about sums it up today. Yes. Thank you, guys. We had, after we did our last read aloud episode, we had a lot of requests. Oh, more books. More books. So I think we'll have to do that in our few upcoming Mm -hmm. episodes of some of our more favorite books. Yeah. We could do a whole picture book one. That would be fun. That would be fun. But you'll be in for a great treat whenever it is released. (laughs) So, guys, let us know your burning questions. What do you want us to talk about next time that we batch record? We we love hearing from you and hearing your comments and your questions and and the reviews you guys are leaving. We appreciate so much. They are. They're super sweet. And we love you guys are sharing all our stuff with others. And it's helping people who are Mm -hmm. terrified and or who want to moms who have already been homeschooling and feeling like, am I cut out for this? Right. Totally are. So. You guys can do it. Yes. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calltohome.com. Thank you.